Welcome to Worship on the Way to Work, a podcast about connecting with God in our workplaces. My name is Cara Martin. I'm a lecturer, speaker and author of the worship books. And my name is Stephen Field, Senior Pastor of Canterbury Baptist Church in Melbourne, Australia. Whatever work you do, whatever work means to you, let's take this moment to remind ourselves that God is with us. We are here to worship God, the God who is revealed to us in Jesus and the God who has sent His Holy Spirit to us so the life of God might flow from us. We start this day humbly, acknowledging that our thoughts, words and actions have not always been a true reflection of the light and life of God in our workplaces. And we start this day with hope. Because God's mercy is new every morning and God promises us grace for each new day. Let's start by acknowledging God's presence. Thank you, God, creator of the world, that you have gifted us with your Holy Spirit. Help us today not to rely on our strength, but to look to you to guide our actions and our thoughts. Amen. Today, as we prepare to start our working week, let's hear the words of Psalm 49, verses 10 to 20. For all can see that the wise die, that the foolish and the senseless also perish, leaving their wealth to others. Their tombs will remain their houses forever, their dwellings for endless generations, though they had named lands after themselves. People, despite their wealth, do not endure. They are like the beasts that perish. This is the fate of those who trust in themselves and of their followers who approve their sayings. They are like sheep and are destined to die. Death will be their shepherd. But the upright will prevail over them in the morning. Their forms will decay in the grave far from their princely mansions. But God will redeem me from the realm of the dead. He will surely take me to himself. Do not be overawed when others grow rich when the splendor of their houses increases, for they will take nothing with them when they die. Their splendor will not descend with them. Though while they live, they count themselves blessed, and people praise you when you prosper, they will join those who have gone before them, who will never again see the light of life. People who have wealth but lack understanding are like the beasts that perish. Our Bible reading for today is from Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 11. A beautiful hymn about Jesus. Hear the word of the Lord. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility value others above yourselves. Do not look to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. 
In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Damien was working for an airline company in industrial relations and had a tip-off about an issue that was brewing in a colleague's area. He went to the colleague and passed on the information. His colleague was shocked. Why are you telling me this? he asked. Because we're on the same team, Damien said in surprise. No, we aren't. We are competing. Don't think I'll repay the favour, said the so-called colleague. That was one of several signals for Damien to realise he could not continue in that organisation. However, he has had major success in several other organisations that did value working relationships, teamwork, integrity and results. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus calls his disciples to a life of self-sacrifice, giving priority to God's kingdom and righteousness. And in Luke 14.10, he warns against desiring power, prestige and wealth. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Paul warns against being conformed to the mindset of the world, including its focus on ambition. In Philippians 3.19, Paul speaks out against uncontrolled desires, which may include ambition, and against the love of money, which may be a source of ambition. R. Paul Stevens lists some symptoms of selfish ambition, a useful checklist to evaluate our behaviour. How would you answer these questions? Do you define yourself by your achievements rather than by your character? Do you find meaning in your life or work rather than as a child of God? Do you relentlessly strive, finding it difficult to rest? Do you get discouraged by a lack of recognition for your hard work? Do you exercise predatory competition? That is, stepping on or over others to achieve what you want. Or do you use the present situation as a stepping stone? continually looking to the next thing. Rather, we need to follow Jesus' advice by denying ourselves, sacrificing our personal desires, while having healthy self-esteem, implied in the command to love our neighbours as we love ourselves. As our example, let us consider Jesus, who did not lack ambition. He knew he was the Son of God, destined to sovereignty. However, he did not boast or take the credit or show off or demand attention, nor did he operate from fear by hiding behind his position or withholding information. Instead, Jesus had a perfect balance of humility and confidence, as Paul points out in our reading from Philippians, which begins, 
Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Jesus was born in a barn, not in a palace. He lived an itinerant lifestyle, hand to mouth, and he died a shameful death on a cross. He voluntarily separated himself from God, not for his own power or glory, but in obedience and for our sakes. As he said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 45, he came to serve, not to be served. The ultimate check on our ambition is that we should love God preeminently with our whole self, heart and soul. If we are continually conscious of God as our audience, then we will be more aware when our words, behaviour and actions do not meet God's standards. You can have godly ambition. Let's come to God in prayer. Wherever you are in this moment, whether on public transport or in your car or at your workplace, quiet your mind and focus your heart. And let's pray. You can have godly ambition. How did you respond to the questions offered by R. Paul Stevens? Particularly the questions that asked whether you define yourself by your achievements or your character, and whether your meaning comes from your work or from your relationship with God. How do these questions challenge you about your ambition? Share your thoughts with God. challenged were you by the example of Jesus who did not lack ambition. He knew he was the Son of God, destined to sovereignty. However, he did not boast or take the credit or show off or demand attention. Nor did he operate from fear by hiding behind his position or withholding information. How could you apply the example of Jesus in your working? Now imagine God is with you right now. Maybe imagine God seated next to you asking, So, how's your week looking? What do you want to tell God about your working week ahead and particularly any new insights about ambition?
pray with gratitude for those who are ambitious for you and for others. We ask that you would continue to renew their passion and energy. Help us to know how to serve others before ourselves in our organizations. Protect us from the desire to gain at the expense of others. Help us to be content. When we are tempted to those behaviors that edge you out, give us the ability to stop and change. Give us the assurance that you will reward us for our obedience and give us the courage to entrust our future to you. When we are scared, we will miss out. So renew our faith that you will provide for us. Help us to be honest in evaluating ourselves and our actions and make the changes that are needed. I heard a phrase recently that has challenged me in this area of ambition. Jesus voluntarily chose downward mobility to give others upward mobility. What could that look like in your situation? Maybe as you go up or down stairs, escalators or lifts this week, use that as a time to thank Jesus for willingly choosing downward mobility that we might have upward mobility and reconnection with God. We have heard the word of the Lord. We have been reminded that we can have godly ambition. We have come before God in prayer, bringing ourselves and our workplaces before Him. So now it's time to go to work. Go into your day confident that the presence of God is with you. Thank you for listening to Worship on the Way to Work. If you'd like to meet Kara and Stephen and be part of a community of people seeking to connect with God in their working lives, join the Worship on the Way to Work group on Facebook or LinkedIn. Links are in the show notes. If you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, please share it with them now. To offer your support and show your appreciation for what you have received today, you can give at the details in the show notes. Now for the benediction. As you enter your working day, may the light and the life of God's Spirit dwell richly with you. May He guide you through this day, protect you from all that might bring you harm, and may you know God's peace. And remember... You can have godly ambition.